What are you doing? Stuck in sets. Hi y'all, welcome to Winchell Time. It is Day and Airy. Welcome back to the show. Yep, welcome to Winchell Time. For those of there for joining in for the first time, this is a podcast about money and Bitcoin. And we make it as easy and as simple for you as possible. And fun. Fun for me. <laughs> All right. Thanks again for joining us. This is uh, Wednesday, September 2nd, about 10 p.m. Because we're always doing this at night. When the kids are, be- are in bed Ooh. and uh, the hellish world of child raising is uh, at a little bit more of a calm situation. Episode number 104, COVID-19 pandemic show number 24. So 24 weeks, which means it's about six months in this whole situation that we're in globally. Mm-hmm. My name is Ari at Ari in Seattle, and this is... Uh, Luggage Donkey is what I go by in Twitter. All right, so today, tonight, this week, we're doing something special. Yeah, we're breaking out. It may be the uh, <laughs> pandemic, but... We decided we'd uh, stop having only us and kind of go out. And um, actually, it was Dave's birthday recently. And so for his birthday gift, because, you know, he's making me budget more, um, did a little bit more of an experience gift. And so we went and talked to our friends at Otomo Coffee, specifically Andy Kleisch, who's the CEO. And uh, hence, we're wearing the gear. The Tomo gear, yes, exactly. It the lighting. The, uh, the lighting is not good, but yeah, we got some awesome swag, and we're always loving the swag around here. At least I'm loving the swag. And uh, you can find them on Twitter, Atomo Coffee. It should be right here. Very good. It was really good. So we actually went there and we did a taste testing. We got to ask Andy a bunch of questions, check out his office. We went home with a bunch of gear, face masks, t-shirts, <laughs> a jacket. Oh, and it is, the summer though. isn't yeah, the summer isn't over yet, but you know, this this is an awesome jacket. I'm gonna love wearing this jacket. Thank you, Andy and team over there at uh, Atomo. Really appreciate it. And then of course I have to break out of this and go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> With the uh, Bitcoin is Russell O'Kung's event that we went to last year in and LA. in LA, exactly. And so this is one of my favorite shirts. So I was too. wondering. I mean, it's not winter yet. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah it's a little too early yeah, to wear. Just gotta show up the swag. Yeah. Well, uh, we don't give financial advice here. Uh, we do give our opinions sometimes about what's going on in the economy, what's going on with stocks, what co- what's going on with money. Of course, we talk about Bitcoin a little bit. Thank you to the WTIA for the continued sponsorship. Yes, the Washington Technology Industry Association representing over 1,100 technology companies in the Pacific Northwest, creating one collective voice when it comes to talking to and bringing together innovators, policymakers, and investors. Yeah, you can find them on Twitter and their handle is uh, only four letters. It's WTIA. Or washingtontechnology.org yes uh and then uh this is uh not only a podcast but it's also a youtube show i haven't fixed up the studio to where the audio is going to be even more better for the podcast but uh, i have some pretty good gear and i actually got an accessory which is making this show 
logistics and just kind of set up even better. And so there'll be some more stuff that happens later on, I think, to uh, make the show better, the audio a little bit better, uh, even though it's pretty good right now. Thanks for all you do with that. Surely. Hey, so what's the price of Bitcoin at? Oh, I'm glad you asked. So uh, we are sitting at uh, a nice level. It's $11,300. Mm. Yes. And so we did hit 12000 again, just I believe it was yesterday, the day before yesterday. And then we promptly plunged about $700 uh, right after that. So mm -hmm. it's a very dramatic looking chart if you only look at the single day or one week chart. But then if you zoom out, it looks like nothing is going on. There's a lot of um, volatility that happens intraday, intraweek, intramonth. But it you is still the best performing asset class of 2020. It's also the best asset class in the past decade, the past year. So, you know, um, don't don't uh, don't fret too much. Don't be too afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, remember, you can always buy more than um, $1 Bitcoin, but you can buy $1 Bitcoin, you can buy $5 Bitcoin, you can buy a whole Bitcoin, but you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. It's so one of the basics about Bitcoin is that you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. Even though it's 11,000 around $300 right now, you can buy $10 worth. A partial Bitcoin is very much encouraged. And partial Bitcoins is made out of Satoshis. There are 100 million Satoshis in every one Bitcoin, just like there are 100 pennies in every $1. So if you want to figure out how many Satoshis are in $1, what we do is what we call hashtag Satoshi math. And so we take $1 and divide it by 0.0011300, press a Bitcoin, and you get... <laughs> Eighty-eight hundred satoshis in every one U.S. dollar. Approximately eighty-eight hundred sats per dirty U.S. fiat dollar. And uh, I was gonna say something. Oh, oh, oh! The reason why is point zero 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 one one three zero zero is mm -hmm. because you take the price of Bitcoin and you decimalize it into eight decimal places mm -hmm. because there's a hundred million sats per one hundred million. And that's Satoshi math. Ta-da! <laughs> and in case you didn't know, I got a haircut. See? <laughs> okay. It looks lovely. Thank you. Thanks to Maddie, Maddie Sats, uh, Matthew Ryan Case out there for doing our disclosures, disclaimers. That's at, that's at the end of every show. All right. So we're going to just jump right into the uh, Otomo coffee visit and the uh, taste testing that we did. <sighs> Super fun. By the way, I hate the taste of coffee. <laughs> he drinks a lot of coffee, but with tons of sugar and milk. And so you'll see our two different perspectives. Yep. <sighs> it's a beautiful day in Seattle to go taste some Otomo coffee. Yum, yum, yum. Taste test, right? Very so, Atomo is one of these. We're not going to tell you which one. 
Oh, but we want you to go through. So we want you to go through and try the different cold brews. Some of these okay. are the most popular cold brews in the market today. Okay. And uh, of course, you know, one isn't. And so we want to know which one you like best. Okay. And uh, and so what I'd like you to do as part of this taste test is go through and just quickly kind of get yourself, you know comfortable like try a little bit and we're not and then we're going to go through and talk about a tasting tasting notes for each one okay. this is for our benefit so when we i know you have your show and what you guys might <laughs> want to show and not show but for us at atoma we like to get tasting notes from people just to you know hear what you think about it and then we'll reveal which one is ours right okay. so let's just kind of go through and take a little test okay. you know just to get yourself kind of your palate going are we going to synchronize which one no just kind of okay. do a smell so, yeah. do a test and then we'll go and then we'll go back nice. so don't chug it all you know but we'll yeah. go back and Right? <laughs> Do you have an opinion? Because uh, mm. does it <laughs> that matters? <laughs> All right. Now we talked about your coffee preferences, but what are they again? Like, do you guys like coffee? Do you ever drink? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever drink black coffee just normally? I drink no. black coffee occasionally. Yes, I do. Um, it's not it's not often, but I do recognize the uh, the I guess the nuances of purely you black chaser? coffee. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 no, they would chase her. Okay, this is really good. Oh wow. That's horrible. Weird. What is that? That's disgusting. <laughs> By the way, I don't like coffee at all. Oh. Oh. Hilarious. Right. Take some water to chase down these coffee samples, okay? And keep in mind, these are leading cold brew coffees. That what are you people drinking? Alright, watch this smell the blue. quickly try them first because sometimes you forget what coffee tastes like or you know or what's out there so all right so good so now that you've gone through them let's I know you know Eric you have some strong reactions to, to a few of these like let's get some tasting notes really quick like what's well, all of them well or, or was there one that in particular that you didn't like right away that you I mean, I saw a pretty good face there. <laughs> which, which one was it that was making green? Green was terrible. Green. Let's, talk about, let's talk about green. So, what are some tasting notes here? Tasting notes? Mm-hmm. We're to do it again. <laughs> it's really bitter at the end. Mm. All right, it's bitter at the end. Yeah. It smells a little bit like bird pee. Bird pee, that's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> it's really foamy too, like compared to the other ones. I didn't understand why it was so foamy. Mm. So what do you write your notes? Bird pee. Bird pee, good. And then taste it again? Yeah. I like to cleanse the palate. <laughs> Makes you want to make a gag. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't a dumb one. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
We've done a lot of coffee tastings and no one has ever gagged on that. But this is good. This is really good. This is, you really don't drink black coffee. Okay, that's good. So I won't make you do that one again, all right? Let's not do that one again. Um, Gag. What was another one you were having a strong reaction to? And it like totally fills the whole bag and like it's clogged there with wow. a horrible taste. Okay, that's Clogging. amazing. That is an amazing reaction right there. Uh, what was, what was I would say also one? it's kind of um, it's kind of neutrally like no real like mm, you know, some people talk about um, chocolate. And oh okay, you weren't getting a lot of that. No, no flavor. It's just gagging, clogging, burn, pee, foamy, barf. Oh, wow, good. Okay. I would have to put like double the amount of sugar and cream to make that palatable. Nice. All right, let's go to the next one. Let's never okay. do that again. Which one do you want to go next? Which one do you want to do next? The other gross one was red. red. Red, let's do red. Let's try it. Yeah. It also smells kind of pee, like pee. So it's stronger mm -hmm. in the beginning. Stronger in the beginning, and then the fish is uh, less bitter. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Okay, you're more of a coffee drinker. So stronger in the beginning, less bitter. Yeah, less bitter than some plate. Let's see here. Just like tastes mm -hmm. like your Generally smoother. Mm -hmm. It's smoother than the green. Smoother than the green. Yeah. yeah. So a bit smoother. So still um gaggy. Still gaggy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just don't like black coffee at all. That's, that's true. Okay. But smoother you're saying a little bit smoother it's than the green. Smoother than the green. Less oh. bird pea smell than green. Mm-hmm. It's gaggy than green. But it had more up front and less less bitter at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's try the blue. Blue? Okay. Blue. Very smooth. Very smooth? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's not like strong at the beginning or end, it's more um, uniform. Oh. Oh, this is horribly bitter. <laughs> is there anything in it, that, any taste notes? Is there any, are you tasting anything? Dirt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you taste any kind of like this one in particular? I think ashy, smoky, maybe. Like, do you taste? It's like cigar. It's like a cigar. Yeah. Oh, maybe so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smokyish. I'm putting yeah. words in your mouth here, but yeah. I'm trying to help you guys. Like tasting notes. Like you know, I, you kind of just taste it. There's kind of a bit yeah. of, a, of a smoke. Or Which reminds me, I've been meaning to buy some uh, smoky whiskey. Her oh, whiskey is uh, oh, yeah. nice and smoky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, get the Yamazaki, please. All right, so there you go. That's that. There's that okay, one. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. it's um, yeah, it's uh, uniform throughout. Not gaggy, not barfy, like yellow, a oh. green and oh, okay. Wow, barfy. good. All right, awesome. All right, let's try this last one then. Yellow. Okay. Yellow is the least offensive. There's a lot more flavors to this one. Yeah, very flavorful. Yeah. It's more like a tea. It's like a, you know those Taiwanese uh, black teas where they like burn the leaves? Oh. Um, and then they that. like bury it underground for a while. Wow. It's like poor and oolong burnt tea. Nice. I think that's actually one of the stronger, like it's a stronger flavor notes. Organic tasting. 
stronger flavor notes. Okay, it reminds me of tea. Yeah. Pooer. So, <laughs> so Ari hates them all. <laughs> she wants to add cream and sugar to every single one. Right. Tea. All right, so if you had to pick one as your favorite, which, 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 which one of these would be your favorite? Definitely the yellow. <laughs> when that is barf is green. So I was able to, I did a taste test with a whole bunch of friends, mm -hmm. and I took um, Mexican Coke, which is real oh, sugar. Oh, right, sure, right, right, right. And then uh, I took, uh, you know, canned, regular right. American Coke. Right. I did a taste test with a whole bunch of yeah. friends. Right. I was the only one to guess the Mexican Coke. Really? Yeah, the whole yeah. time. Maybe, you're, right. maybe you're a super taster. <laughs> right, right. I'm just a gagger. Has their own different style of coffee they like, okay. you know, mm -hmm. some like a more bitter in your face and some like a smoother. Yeah, probably not that one. Yeah, the green is awful. I'm sorry, but it's a tall one. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you in a second. See, the day tells us which one is his favorite. It's between those two. Which, which two? Blue and yellow. Blue and yellow, okay. okay. Which one do you think is a tomo? So right now, blue or yellow for, your, for which one is your favorite? Okay. Right, okay. Just so we can keep track of that. Take one last taste. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. He is really is taking this very seriously. Yeah, right. Groundbreaking moment. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the future of coffee. Future of coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's uh, it's encouraging that you're trying them all and you're still trying to figure out which one or which oh, yeah, one you like best. I can't tell the difference. Yeah. This one I can tell. Yeah. So I'd say my personal preference is going to be let's say let's say blue probably. Blue. Yeah. Sounds like the less strong. Sounds like you definitely don't like the other two, but but blue or yellow or yeah, yeah. and the yellow and blue is your favorite. Good. Yeah. And then all right. Um, but that's uh, that's a second. If I wanted more flavor, because mm -hmm. there's one blend of coffee in the Korean that I've been drinking lately mm -hmm. that's definitely more flavorful. Mm -hmm. And so that that reminds me of that. Okay. Yeah. That's more coffee. That's more tea. All right. So which one's your favorite, or which one do you think is a tomo? Sorry. Oh, dude. I, mm, I would have guessed the Atoma would be very uniform because I've read a little bit about mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I would think that the taste would not be strong in the beginning or the end. Uh, I would thought it would be pretty mm -hmm. uniform throughout. So I would have guessed the blue. I'll guess yellow then. Alright, you ready for the big reveal? Yeah. I've got the. I'm going to pull this cheat sheet out of my pocket. <laughs> Okay, so let's go with one you didn't like very much. Green was terrible. Green, that is high brew. Oh, that's disgusting. Never, so, ever high brew. High brew. High brew. Yuck. Very popular. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, the blue, mm -hmm. Starbucks cold brew. Oh. oh. And the blue, um, we agree that that one actually is very smooth. It has almost a buttery Wait, taste. did you just tell me blood, blue is Starbucks? Blue is Starbucks. Oh, okay. Yep. Um, the yellow, uh -huh. well, actually, that's good. I actually tricked you guys. There's actually two Atomos. 
What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are two. Okay. Uh, the red uh-huh. is a nitro. Nitro. Atomo. Oh. Okay. It's less mm-hmm. gaggy than the uh, mm-hmm. eyebrow. And the yellow is the classic uh, oh. Atomo. Oh. Okay. So, and, and we would actually agree with you that right now, in our development, you know, because we're still all the time tweaking our formula and coming up with new formulas, so this is just kind of the latest batch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we agree that we like the classic more than the uh, nitro right now. Oh. And, um, but they definitely have different flavor profiles. And in fact, we're creating, um, you know, what we would call kind of classic is pretty entry level. It doesn't have a lot of bitterness in your face. We're even mm-hmm. going to create more of an ultra smooth. The red one was, uh, you know, attempt to get a bit more bitterness, um, mm-hmm. a bit more of a punch. Yeah. Um, because we really want to match all coffees out there. You know, yeah, yeah. whether it's a, a very bold coffee with, um, you know, French roast kind of style or what. Yeah. So, yeah, because this one might be really better with cream or sugar in it. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. the yellow one might be better just on its own. Like, yeah, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so the one that this reminds me of that I just got a case of is the, case. yeah, we've had it in our house for a little while. It's <laughs> the, uh, it's the medium roast. Uh, it's a Starbucks medium roast. It's like mm. like a golden brown label mm-hmm. on top of it, but mm-hmm. that reminds me of that. Yeah, it's very close to that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you couldn't really <laughs> tell that it wasn't coffee, although some of your tasting notes for this one were interesting, like tea-like or some other. I'm, I'm gonna have to send you some of the pu'er, and I'll send you some of yeah. the Taiwanese um, burnt tea. Great. Would love it. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like. I think that the fact that it's not as bitter also is probably what you're we're picking up on. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it is kind of an ultra smooth, you know, mm-hmm. roast that mm-hmm. we got there. So this the Tomo regular is the uh, Tomo classic is what we're calling right now. Yeah, classic. right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So thank you guys for trying out our coffee. Thanks for really. yeah, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah. right. Drink <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Nice tasting. Uh, trying to get the full. Experience. Right, yeah. It does yeah. have caffeine in it. So we, we yeah. dose it, you know, 100 milligrams per, you know, serving. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, yeah, Starbucks is just 80 to 120 milligrams, you know, so it's right in line with everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we can actually make the, a true uh, no caffeine product. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, right. So a little nighttime coffee. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> without the caffeine. Yeah, right. Without the caffeine. Nightcap. Yeah. Well, you can put in a little depressant, put in a little alcohol. So that yeah, depressants are really yeah. interesting way. How just like a sedative? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Nighttime <laughs> All right. If you guys don't mind, I'm gonna step out just for a second. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So every so every investor that you met with had to have tried the coffee before they decided to write you a check. Yeah. The the investors that we just received this nine million round, they none of them could come to Seattle. So we had COVID. to, yeah, COVID, right. So we had to basically send cans of Atomo to the investors and have them kind of do their own remote testing of it. And so, so that, so we never really had a chance to meet our new investors face to face throughout this whole experience. Oh wow! <clears throat> so we that was video. video, right? We would take a Zoom. We would actually walk around the lab with with Zoom and show them the scientists and everything. But really, it was a whole remote experience. Oh. But when we raised our initial capital, the two and a half million, we had launched a Kickstarter campaign. 
Mm. And um, we are backers, by the way. You're backers, <laughs> yeah, super backers. We're super backers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and it was you know just a few months after meeting with you in your kitchen, saying you know hey we're doing we're thinking of launching this Kickstarter, should we do it? And you're like yeah, absolutely, yes. Like, yes, yes. You can see it all over your face. You're like right. no, I don't know. Like, like yeah, like I really want to, but is this you know is this crazy or what? And um, people responded so positively to it. And uh, these investors that have invested in uh, Horizons Ventures, you know, they've invested in Milk Without the Cow and Eggs Without the Chicken and Meat Without the Cow. And they've invested in all these different businesses that address that, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and have a sustainable message behind it, you know, an environmentally friendly message behind it. And so they were looking for this type of business and they'd actually been searching for coffee and related products that would meet this need. So when we hit the scene, they just, randomly found out about us and then immediately flew people out to Seattle and spent about two and a half days in our laboratory with us and making coffee with us and learning about us and then basically wouldn't leave until we had a signed term sheet, right? So it was, Take our money now. Well, you know, like we, had to, we knew that they were the right investors for us yeah. and they were looking for something like this and so we just had to kind of do some speed dating. So, and, yeah. so you're hanging out in the office the whole time, but do you guys go out afterwards and like do karaoke at night? Oh yeah. <laughs> like, how do we, you do more? We, I don't remember if we did karaoke, but we definitely uh, went out and got food. We basically hung Dating. out with these guys for 48 hours straight or, or even more, yeah, and then... Um, Is everyone like walking on eggshells, like <clears throat> can't swear? Oh no, 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 no. By the end, we were, we were pals, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, I think... Uh, they've just done so. I think they just wanted to see, like, do these guys understand what it takes to run a startup? Don't. And, uh, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've done it before. Do they know what they're doing? Does the product really taste good? Mm -hmm. And because they already knew that the market size was there, that the consumers were looking for something like this. And so it was more of are we the guys that can actually take this idea to the next level? Mm -hmm. And so after they hung out with us for a couple of days, they were like, all right, we're, we'll place the bet. And really, when you think about it, they put in enough money so we could build a, a laboratory, hire more scientists, and then really build a great prototype cup. You know, they, they tried our early prototypes when they were here, but it was really like, can you consistently build a good cup of coffee and create a great prototype? And so- The execution. Yeah, right, just, just in that early execution, right. And so that was enough money for us to, yeah, build this laboratory, hire the team, and make a great cup of coffee. And so that was our goal with that first round. And then we, once we achieved that, we said, all right, we need to scale this from, it's called Benchtop, you know, what we're doing here. It's Benchtop where all the scientists are just building this like one meter at a time, basically. You know, right, exactly. Little, yeah, it's super small. In fact, when we want to make 40 gallons, you know, we have to block off like a month, you know what I mean, and, and make 40 gallons. So we knew that we needed to uh, prove that we could scale this operation, right? And so that's what we just raised, you know, nine million for was to prove that we can scale the operation, that we can build a factory that can do that, and to also show that consumers want to buy it, you know, to show mm -hmm. some traction. And so that's what this round and is about. And they're apparently buying crappy ones. <laughs> yeah, right. And when you taste it in comparison, it's it's hard to believe sometimes some of the successful uh, brands that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, I, I gotta say this, so maybe you've heard this story, but uh, so when Tesla originally started, mm -hmm. uh, so Elon was not part of that team. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. a couple of guys who wanted to build an electric car for the masses and all that right. stuff. They were almost universally condemned for having the dumbest idea on the face of the earth. Right. They went around and got rejected 
and degraded like like no other founders right. ever. Oh, yeah. Right. They did one meeting with Elon. He's like, right. okay, I'm on board. Right. You know. So literally, it, it is about the right investor at the right time. At the right time. What they're looking for versus mm -hmm. what you're offering. Right. And then because like he didn't, you didn't have to explain to him. Why, uh, yeah, why are we doing this kind of thing? You know, he yeah. was already interested in sustainable energy. Right. He That's already right. had an existential crisis about you know, mm -hmm. interplanetary species. Right. He already, you know, yeah. wanted to, Ch he, he was already Ch doing Ch stuff right. with batteries right. and ultra capacitors. Right. right. So it's like, right. yeah, let's go. We had the same thought. So, you know, early on, uh, and that's why we did the Kickstarter, honestly. So a lot of people do a Kickstarter to raise funds to build your product. We knew that there was no way the Kickstarter was going to give us enough money to actually make this product. Right. Yeah. right. But we thought by doing the Kickstarter, we might attract the attention of investors. And those investors would proactively contact us, like self-select. Oh. And so that was the main reason behind the Kickstarter. And they did. And they did. They did. And it happened. It, that's not always going to happen, of course. <laughs> but we have received so much. We've really never called a venture capitalist you know they've, they've all been inbound awesome. and i know it's like yeah i know it never happens right i mean and i've done enough startups where i'm like okay everyone's calling us you know and um which is really rare do but you have a pr company to help our pr company is kara who's a university of washington student so i you know i'm an advisor for the university of washington right and so we were i was up there listening to this I was up there advising some students, and one of the students was talking about how she was trying to do a cider roastery, or a cider, cidery, uh, and make hard cider. Mm. And it failed, and so she had to have a night job at a bar so she could pay off her bills for her cider business or something. You know, she had this great story, right, of a total entrepreneur, you know, like, was trying to hustle. And, uh, and I heard this story, and I, and I interrupted her conversation and was like, who are you again? And, you know, and, and <laughs> basically grabbed her immediately, and she's been with us. It's just the garage. So oh. it was, you know, Jared and I were working in his garage doing mm -hmm. the early formulation. Mm -hmm. True startup, like mm -hmm. in a legit <laughs> garage with hardly any heat at all. And it was in the middle of the winter. And then we brought Kara into the garage, and she is a marketing student, you know, from the University of Washington and a graduate and has a lot of experience in social media and everything like that. So, awesome. so that really helped us out, you know, early on in telling our story. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we have never had a PR agency. We've, we receive, you know, we've been in so many publications around the world. And, yeah. and I think it's just because it's the right time, the right story, people are receptive to this. Mm -hmm. You know, if it had been five years previous, probably would have been laughed at, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and still, I think, you know, maybe a lot of the general public is still kind of warming up to this idea. But what we found is that there's an audience out there that loves this idea. And they're either early adopters um, that are coffee enthusiasts, <laughs> or they're sustainably, you know, environmentally focused people that are also coffee enthusiasts. Yeah. You well, know. Why is this so important? So, like, why do we need like cow mm -hmm. beef without the cow, eggs without the chicken, right. coffee without the bean? Like, why is this such a thing? Yeah. Well, the coffee. I'll tell you just about the coffee without the okay. bean thing, of course. But um, you know, we we asked. So when we when Jared and I got together. I was looking for an idea that was better for the environment. And he's like a former Soylent guy? Yeah, he was, right, he was, he was a Soylent, Chobani, um, Kettle on Fire, Campbell's, he's been he's out a lot. He's a 25-year, you know, uh, PhD in microbiology and food science and has done a lot of product formulation, right? Wow. So he's, he's always reinventing products and trying to, and so I was looking for something 
a next, my next startup that was better for the planet, better for the world, had no good ideas. And I was talking to all my entrepreneur friends about what their ideas were. And I actually, there were some great ones that I didn't go for. One was like a, a, ro a firefighting robot, you know, for like forest fires and stuff. And I'm like, these are kind of cool ideas, but you know, and uh, Jared said, I want to read, I want to reinvent coffee. I want to rebuild coffee. I'm, in, I'm upset with how consistent it is. It's the quality's not very good and the consistency is awful. And I want a more consistent, better tasting cup of coffee. I want to build it from the ground up. And I was like, what? what? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> what? You know, and, um, and I thought, well, I want to do something that's better for the planet. Like, this is such a cool idea, but is, re is making the coffee without the bean actually better for the planet? Right. And so we went and did a bunch of research. And it turns out that coffee's in trouble. Coffee's in trouble? Coffee's in trouble, and who what? knew? I mean, seriously, the big coffee companies have yeah. known about this for a decade, but the consumer really doesn't understand. No, we don't know at all. Apparently there's a bunch of deforestation happening. Deforestation, palm oil, oil, stuff like that. The coffee is twice as bad as palm oil when it comes to uh, a carbon footprint. Twice as bad as twice, palm oil? Right, yeah, yeah, the carbon footprint of coffee is we twice as bad. We need to all like, yeah. stop right, drinking exactly. coffee. <laughs> but we don't want to stop drinking coffee. I mean, all of us love coffee, right? We love coffee. Yeah. We, a lot of people. But, you know, so we started doing research and it turns out that, you know, the scientists say that, well, actually, climate change is affecting coffee today. Climate change is affecting right. coffee? So where coffee is being grown is susceptible to climate change. In fact, the, the temperatures are rising. And what happens? So why does that matter, right? Yeah. Uh, well, coffee, when it's too hot, yeah. it ripens too quickly. Okay. And when coffee ripens too quickly, it doesn't have the characteristics that it takes time to build. Right. So it, it loses that flavor and the aroma that you're looking for. Okay. And so what farmers are doing is they're clearing, it's called up farming. They go further up the hill, they clear more forest up the hill, and mm -hmm. they move the, the, the crops further uphill. So that's actually occurring. I mean, that is I mean, that 200,000 hectares a year, they're clearing rainforest to move you know, coffee plantations further up the hill. And so, you know, what's going to happen to the farmers? Well, the farmers, where they are, either that land is going to be used for something else that's more, you know, agreeable to that climate change, you know, whether it's avocado or whatever other crop they're going to grow. They're farmers, so they're going to find something else to farm uh, at that location. But where coffee is going to be grown is further uphill, you know. And over the next 30 years, the scientists are saying that half of the coffee regions where you grow coffee today will no longer sustain coffee and that they'll have to move. Ooh. So. It's actually a, a big problem. Yeah. Um, so what we're saying is, we actually love coffee farmers. We love coffee. We don't want coffee to go away. So wherever you can grow coffee today, let's just keep growing coffee there. But let's not go tear down more rainforest to grow right. more coffee. You know. So if we can offset that need uh, with a coffee that's better for the planet and made from upcycled material, then that seems like a win-win for everybody. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, that there's a written article about forests possibly creating wind. <laughs> so it's a new idea. Maybe it's not a new idea to the folks who you know um, are theorizing about it. But um, yeah, the the idea that it's actually forests that can create wind in the world. And so if you level all the forests, then what happens to the wind? Then you know all the follow-on effects and stuff. So I should find that article and send it to you. Ah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't. Uh, can a coffee 
farm great wind? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we need the rainforest. Yeah, we're pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we all. I think we're all in agreement. Like forest, good. Trees, <laughs> good. Trees, good. Right, exactly. Yeah. Monoculture, bad. Right? Yeah. yeah, and that's what's going on. You know? so how long has the journey been going now since uh, you jumped? Yeah. The Feet first, head first. Right. From the kitchen table. From the kitchen. Yeah. Use kitchen table. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was about two years ago that I was at your kitchen table. Was I pregnant then? Yeah. I was pregnant then, right before. Oh, you must have been. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Yeah. You were pregnant back then. That's right. Yeah. So it was about two years ago that we started in the garage. Early on, we were tasting some of our early samples, and they weren't very good, right? And so we were, we didn't know if it was possible. And then a few months into it, we had a batch where we were like. You know, this isn't very good, but this is possible. Like it, it got us, it gave us the same trajectory. Yeah. yeah, we could see that actually this is going to work. But we had to learn a lot along the way. I mean, we our early approach of just kind of taking purified compounds and putting them together and blending them together and mm -hmm. was the wrong approach. Like we realized mm -hmm. that it's you know coffee. You can look at you can look at what's in coffee at a molecular level and say, oh, it's all these different compounds. So let's just go get those compounds and put them together in a glass yeah. and stir it up and you know, ba da. You know, it actually does not work that way. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so it's a much more complicated process that requires this depth of taste and aroma that you just can't get by mixing a bunch of chemicals together. So you learned a whole bunch of new things. New oh, skills, yeah. your knowledge on this whole world. It, it's Jared and the team, basically. A lot of people smarter than us. I and mean, we have five PhDs on the team right now that are working on this. There's you know about 15 of us on the team on the team right now, and almost all our scientists, and food scientists, and you know, chemists and this yeah. kind of stuff. And so, but they're working on the reactions. And how do you react ingredients to generate these compounds that then give you coffee targets that we're trying to target, you know? And so then how do we combine all those together to create this yeah. match to the fingerprint of like what is coffee? And so the, just the more time we have and the more ingredients that we can scan and the more reactions we can create and right. the more you know um, experience we get, the closer and closer and closer we're going to get to right. coffee and then the different varietals. So this is just, a, we're early in the journey, we're, we're in the ballpark right now, right? You know, we, we can look at our coffee, we can run it, um, you know, through mass spec, and we can look at like, okay, how are we comparing yeah. on our compounds versus other coffees? And we see like, hey, we're getting pretty close. Mm -hmm. So we just know there's ones that we're, you know, deficient on, and there's ones where we're over-indexing. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about kind of dialing our process to, mm -hmm. to yeah, to make it work. Uh, I heard a story from Malcolm Gladwell that the unintended consequence of moving away from beef tallow as the deep frying material for French fries yeah. was so they moved to vegetable oil. Yeah. And so apparently, all the a bunch of uniforms, when they were all put into a big truck to go get laundered from the McDonald's restaurants, from the workers um, who were standing over the vegetable fryers now, yeah. you could throw a whole bunch of uniforms into a truck. And then they would spontaneously combust. What? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I gotta find that show and send it to you. But it's like an unintended consequence of like, oh, let's use non, you know, animal fat for right. your French fries, right. and then right. then you have spontaneously combusting, you know, uniforms because what? of the grease and everything. Uh, it's like a rag, you know, burnishing a floor or something like that. You put all there those you together and yeah, yeah. spontaneously combust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard that, that in is, a podcast. And it's, it's interesting. It's, yeah. And I guess it's one of those internet things that sounds believable, so you believe it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, they had to tweak that formula for the vegetable um, 
or you know, several times so that the unicorn just wouldn't <laughs> stop exploding. <laughs> and you're eating that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, okay, so then the question now is, so like about two years in, what are your projections on you know, a range of, you know, release dates for... Yeah, uh, What's yeah. going to happen? Yeah. What's going to happen? Well, we've just secured a facility in Seattle where we're going to be... Yay, making, Washington State! Yeah. Department of Commerce is happy! <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And it's... We, we're we can practically throw a rock and hit the uh, Starbucks headquarters, you know? That's, so we're, we're down in Soto area. It'd be frenemies. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, the we... So anyway, we are going to be close to Starbucks headquarters. Um, and we're right now building that facility, uh, like building the interior of it, our production line. Yeah, cool. yeah. so we, we think at the end of Q1 of 2021 mm. is when we're gonna have product kind of coming out of that facility. Mm. So it's a long, it takes, you know, we're, a lot of us are in, used to software, right? Development, and of course, uh, this is a factory, right? So it's nothing like software. It's a physical it's world. A physical world yeah. and so it has some limitations and, and we have to, you know, it takes a process. And so we're going through all that right now, permitting and, you know, planning and everything else. So uh, the end of Q1 is when that, when we'll start getting some products. The world of atoms is a lot more difficult than the world of electrons. Like yeah. Actual building stuff. Right. Yeah. And you're building, you know, products that are consumed by people. And so that's yeah. even more sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, end of Q1, I mean, that's seven, I mean, this is yeah. already September, basically. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. Six months. Yeah, six, seven months away. <laughs> It'll be happening. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we have to do a lot of things right between now and then, you know, and we can't, we don't know what we don't know. Right. But um, maybe one thing can hang us up, we don't really know yet. But we're doing our best to try to, you know, at least understand where the roadblock, where the roadblocks could be and then take care of those. But really over the last few months, what we've been doing is just testing all the new equipment that we want to buy, you know, doing trials on it, making sure that it's going to work for our, you know, use case. Because we are, we looked at other coffee roasteries and other brewing facilities, you know, beer brewing facilities, and we thought, you know, is there any factory that we could just leverage and use? And it turns out that there's not, um, there's not any like factory in place today that we could just take over and immediately make our coffee. Um, our coffee uses a whole set of uh, techniques that aren't aren't used that right. typically together. Okay. So that's why we've had a greater on. Can I ask a, a non-related question? Yeah. So, like in these two years, and you know, I mean, you have a long history of being a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. What are your thoughts about money? Like, what do you think about money? The big general question. Oh man. What is money to you, <laughs> and how do you manage it now, um, today? Because we're in a pandemic. You know, lots going on with the dollar and the Fed and. Oh boy. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions. <laughs> it's a, How do I think it's about a big question, money? but like, give us some uh, thoughts on how Well, I mean, I, I, I could go a hundred different directions here. Yeah. My first thought about money is the reason why I actually wanted to do something that was better for the planet was because I wanted to stop making money for banks. Yeah! You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, yeah. So it's like, why get another job where I'm just helping the banking industry as a whole make more money? Like, that is not fulfilling. So you know um, what was particularly irritating for me was these startups who were going to change the world. They got mm-hmm. you know awesome growth, right. great traction, yeah. and then they would just sell out to a, you know a financial organization. Yeah, sure. it's like what well, thought you guys were going to change the world? Right, I'd yeah, sell out to it <laughs> <laughs> to get crushed. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, I I, I kind of always thought that the the, the banks and financial institutions were just lining up to buy the next, it's your turn to buy the next one to kill it, 
and it's your turn to buy the next one to kill it. You know what I mean? Like it just always feels that way, doesn't it? You know, like whose turn is it to buy the next one and then crush it? So you know, but that, because why rock the boat? I mean, they've got a money making machine going on. So when I when I think about money, I actually try to not think about money now these days, like at all. And I think that because, I mean, here we are in the middle of a pandemic. We we received funding. We're kind of bucking the trend right now, and. So I think that we're the wrong person to ask about money because we absolutely are not in reality right now. You know, we're right. everyone else is experiencing a different reality at the moment than than we are. Um, we're really thankful for that, but at the same time, like uh, I don't think money to me. I've I'm, I've I've abstracted the concept of money now because it's all about product, momentum, focus, happiness. All these other things that I try to put, you know, fulfillment, like right. self fulfillment, in front of money, and money is a, it, it comes out of doing these things really well, you know. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm happy and I'm working on a product that I care about and it's better for the environment and it's and it's doing all these things, money's just a, a byproduct of that. You right. Know? And so I used to chase the money because money was kind of the business was built around money around payments and around other things. Mm -hmm. And so money was kind of wrapped into the goal as, as a whole. And so since I've just removed it from the equation, uh, I found that actually doing something you love that's better for the environment, that's better for someone else, like being of service mm -hmm. to yeah. others um, and being of service to our employees and doing these things, then the money just happens. Mm -hmm. right. um, or it doesn't. <laughs> but, I mean, but I think focusing on the money is the wrong is the wrong place to focus. Well, if you just focus on the money and it doesn't come, then you're apt to be pretty miserable. Yeah. But if you're in the journey and doing the service markers yeah. and making the impact that you well, want to make, right? But then it, you know, you know, if stuff happens and it doesn't come in the very end, mm -hmm. then, you know, at least you have the you know the journey. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think can I make one other comment on the money thing yeah. because please. Um, I think the biggest lesson I learned is that a lot of entrepreneur friends of mine would chase the money yeah. to the point where they're like, uh, hey, I missed my daughter's graduation, but it was because my biggest client called and I had to go take that, I had to go fly away and I missed her graduation, but, but now I have millions and I'm on my yacht, you know what I mean? Mm. And, um, and for years, I, kinda, I made those trade-offs. I was you know, hey, I've got to go do this thing and, and sacrifice these other things, family, what have you, because I'm chasing this dollar, and that's what people do, and if I want those dollars, I better make those same sacrifices, and I got caught in that mindset. And so, but then that business didn't work out, and I didn't make the millions. And so I could look back later and say, oh, I traded, you know, things that were valuable for me to try to make money, and then I didn't get the money. Right. And now I can really see that that was a poor trade. Mm -hmm. Friends of mine that actually sacrifice the things they love to make money and then made money, I don't think they can really understand the sacrifice they made, you know, mm. because they ultimately did get money. You know what I mean? They still made the same sacrifice. And so um, by going through this experience where I sacrificed things that I cared about to chase money and then didn't get the money, made me understand the sacrifice and made me understand that it wasn't worth it. I'll be too late, but at least I don't have to go through the rest of my life doing that. You know what I mean? Like at least I can understand it then. You're like, I'm still, I'm pretty old now, but at least, at least I'm getting, you know, I can still stop making bad decisions, right? You know, so, 
Um, that and we're the same age. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, full disclosure. Right, yeah, right. So, I don't know. I don't know. That's been my big thing now. I remember you telling me that story and you're like Andy wearing the mentoring hat for yeah. me and it like really, I was like, Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I made a lot of life, cha life changes after that. Yeah. Time. Yeah. It good. really, really made a difference. And yeah. I think, I think more entrepreneurs and just people in, at work need to think about the trade-offs they're making and really, really, really be mindful about it. Yeah. And work will always be there. It'll always, you know, there will be all, more of it, more of it, right? Right. Right. Yeah. It's everyone's got to like the other question. This is not related now, but everyone says, when should I leave my uh, company and do my startup? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that, that kind of plays into this too. Like, you know, when when do I stop this normal life that I have, nine to five, and, and let it all go and enjoy this thing? And everyone has such a different threshold in their mind about uh, when that's a viable opportunity. You know, right. and for you guys, you've had to have this conversation all the time. You know, all the different startups you've yeah. been involved in. So it's like, uh, I'm I'm curious. Like, how do you make that decision? How how long do you go before you decide you have to do the startup? Like, does it happen right away from the first minute you come up with the idea, or do you analyze the heck out of it, or do you do, or? You sit and stew for as long as humanly possible until you cannot live at the idea of living and existing another moment and or dying the next day without having done it. Without having done it, yeah. 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 And so, that's I totally agree, that's when people do it. That's like the jumping off point, yeah. right? Like, they can't stand it. Yeah. But how long does that take you to get there? I mean, for... One of my company took me 10 years. Took you 10 years? <laughs> All right, so there you go. Sometimes it can take 10 years. Sometimes it can take a really long right, time, and right. then Dave was like, go do it or stop talking about it. Right, yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of it is about regret. And so, mm. at what point are you going to be able to live with that finite amount of regret? Mm -hmm. And at one point, is the regret going to be so much right. that you're going to be later on right. like, like I I want to throw yourself off a bridge every day? So it wasn't even about like the financial opportunity or anything. It was about like if I don't do this, I'm just gonna regret that I never did it. Yeah. 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 It was a self fulfillment yeah. piece. Yeah. Um, I mean, as an as an investor, I mean, you probably you probably know this, but it took a little while to get there. But what you have to optimize for is the downside. So mm -hmm. you can put you know a bunch of angel checks into a bunch of different companies, mm -hmm. and what's your downside? Well, mm -hmm. if it's a 10k check. Mm -hmm. 10k mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. but then like are you going to regret that you didn't write a check to a tombo right exactly <laughs> 10 right years later yeah, that's right so it's yeah. like that that is the regret minimization that's a big part of it. So it's, it's, which is sort of like uh, risk mitigation right and so you don't want to go all in on Bitcoin, <laughs> not have some sort of a hedging. That's another question. <laughs> also, not have a hedging, you know, plan behind, you know, yeah. going all in on right, something right, right. like that. You yeah. know what I mean? So you're the guy with the Bitcoin miners, and that was really the for a while. Oh, all that Are you still into it? No. Do you I still have, have it? Do you care about it? Do you follow it? All, ha so? all hackers, no, don't. No, I have no Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> we should. The last time I talked about Bitcoin oh. was anywhere. I got. Freaking attack! Oh, my yeah. phone got breaks. Oh, yeah. Everything oh, got yeah, out in your place. Holy shit! I'm like, yeah, we lost our too yesterday. The Bitcoin miner is not eating the house anymore. Jana put an end to that. <laughs> <laughs> I still have a tubing going through my garage. <laughs> I bop my head on it every time I get in my car. Reminder. <laughs> 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 
appreciate Dude, the great time. to see you. Seriously. Yeah, great to see you guys. Good to see you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Congratulations on the beginning yeah. of the journey because I mean we're kind of, we're kind of leaning on this topic a second ago, but like one of my big filters for fun, um, getting to know founders is figure, trying to figure out if I if I can tell if they're truly in it mm. to be in it or okay. just in it for the money. For the money, right? Yeah, yeah. because money, because you know money, you hear about no. these <laughs> you hear about these overnight success stories. They're never overnight no. success stories. No. It's like if you're lucky person who I'm talking to mm -hmm. with a revolutionary idea. Right. If you're lucky, you get to work on this for 10 years. Yeah. And then you might see an inkling of something, mm -hmm. you know, something really mm -hmm. happening. Right. You know? It's like if, if you mm -hmm. look at all the amazing startup stories, it's like, yeah, we did this for a few years, after a few years, mm -hmm. and then around 10-ish is mm -hmm. like when it really started going. Yeah. Right. Nick Cozer was know? in the, the trenches of despair for six and a half, seven years, right? Mm -hmm. Offer up. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Seven, ten years easily. And, and and guys like uh, I mean, shoot, I mean, guys like Bill Gates, you know, they they, they had their big one, you know, Microsoft. Mm -hmm. It's like if you're lucky, you will never be able to get out of, you know, mm -hmm. having right. that identity yeah. and having done that mm -hmm. beast of a company. You know, yeah. Kind of yeah. So, um, but you have to enjoy it too along the way. That's yeah. what I've learned too. So the culture that we've put together and and just trying to have fun every day, it's such a big part of it too. So I want to make sure that you know we all enjoy coming to work and that we all love what we're doing, um, because uh, you know as soon as this gets boring or turns into something else, I mean we have so much creative energy here that as soon as this isn't creative anymore, it's mm -hmm. going to be painful. You know yeah. what I mean? And I know that that might happen one day. You know when this company starts getting bigger, it's more operational. You know, but I really don't want us to lose that that focus about trying to be innovative and trying to do creative things and trying to solve problems and, and trying to be better for the environment. Let, just letting those things drive us to yeah. always be innovating. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what we're hoping for. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Thank right you again. Guys. Great to see you guys. You again. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's super fun. Come, come I've been wanting to do this. Like, <laughs> I, I know you guys already have a tumble of swag. No, but we want a sweatshirt. Good. Yeah. Let's hit the gift shop on the way out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. 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 Exit through the gift shop, please. All right, welcome back. That was the visit. Hope you enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun. So much fun. I was really, really shocked at how close. I mean, it, it really does taste exactly like coffee, even though there's no coffee beans in the in it at all. And so, uh, learned a lot about the environment and what you know the, the world's consumption of coffee is doing to the environment. Talked about that. Talked about money with Andy as well. Uh, thanks a lot, Andy, again for having us down to the office at the lab and showing us around. And Kara for helping with everything. Nope, nope. That's it. So, yeah. thanks for joining us for the show. Thank you for spending time with us. We hope you enjoyed it and learned as much as we did. If you have any questions, feel free to ping us at any time at Lovishanki, at Arian Seattle, at Windchill Time. This podcast is who we are. <laughs> Don't forget to review, rate, subscribe. No. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. You know what that's like? That's like having the uh, script supervisor. When the actors don't say the, the script like they're supposed to. Mm. Instead of the director yelling at the actor to say it right, you hire a person who holds the book and the script, and they're off to the side, and they yell at the actor to say the words in the script like it's supposed to be. 
Oh, you're my supervisor. <laughs> Script supervisor. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Together we rise. Yeah, be nice, y'all. Thanks for your time. See you next time. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Windshield Time, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a non-technical, fun, informative way to learn about money, Bitcoin, blockchains, crypto, and digital assets for busy parents and working folks who are curious about these new technologies. Day, Ari, and their guests talk about these evolutionary systems of money and what they do, y'all. Because what part of your life does money not touch? This podcast is not financial advice, and your reactions are your total and complete responsibility, y'all. Now, thanks again, and enjoy the show. Right here. Um, right. <laughs> so we're so in the so gift so shop. Cool. You are in the gift shop, right? This exactly. Is awesome. Yeah. These these are the small sizes up here. I have those. So you have these. All right. Yeah. So I think these are just all the different styles right here. Are we a are we a clothing company or a coffee company? Sometimes it's know. hard to tell. That's cool. Look at that. Sweet. Would you wear it? Do yeah, it. Of course. Oh, right on. I love swag. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Good. I live for swag. Nice. Yeah, one startup that we know of uh, was uh, joking around that. Uh, you know, it's like if their product, if their service product doesn't work out, they'll just yeah. sell, you know, so merch. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Into a merch exactly. Store. Wow, you look so cold. <laughs> We're only in, like, the heat of summer right now. <laughs> Hold on. Uh. I want to do It's a long clap. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, after my rate, review, subscribe, and share. Flub. <laughs> and then the, of course, the no, uh, no. really good one. Oh, okay, good. All right.